0: We talk fantasy is a championship week before we get to the great semifinal matchups and maybe great's too nice of a term and what could be a championship season for some of you. We got to tell you about our championship partners like Mohawk Honda. The end of the year is here in 2022. You're already thinking about what can change in your life. You might be looking outside right now, staring at your vehicle and thinking, yeah, it's, it's time for a change. Mohawk Honda can help you this year and into 2022 with finding that new ride. Stop over to Glenville, New York and work with people that you can trust during the car buying experience. Great people have been helping people across the capital region for decades. Shout out to our friends in Mohawk Honda, Greg Johnson and Cam McKenna and Lindsay Herden and Brian McKenna, Hot Sauce Doyle, John and Service. I could go through the list of people and I'm so proud to talk about them because I've built relationships with them. And you could do the same for yourself this upcoming year. Find out about the pilot. That's the new ride I'm going to get into in 2022. Find out about all the vehicles that can fit your lifestyle, your budget, and more. It's happening right now at Mohawk Honda. Make sure to follow them on social media as well. to See all the great updates going on. Find out about some of the great personalities that they have and those new vehicles that are just around the corner. Inventory is so important here, and Mohawk Honda has it for you. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Chet Davis, Kyle Ray, here we are, championship week in fantasy football. But before we even talk about the championship matchups and the players, we got to sit on the semifinals a little bit because last week we went live for the first time and we talked fantasy history. And Chet, I'm going to start with you. It seems as if even the semifinal round had a lot of qualities of the quarterfinal round. Some great performances, some letdowns, and COVID all are back in the headlines again.
1: Yeah, we were kind of, we had that fear when we were getting close to the playoffs when Omicron started becoming a thing and the positive cases were going up every single week. It feels like it's even worse than it was last year. Actually, it is. It is worse. There's more players that are going on this COVID list and they're trying to adjust on the fly with how the new protocols worked. Uh, I know Kyle uh, got hit really hard in one of his leagues. And it's tough because some of these guys test positive early in the week and you're kind of just left. You got to prepare for the worst, but you're not really sure. And some of those guys that came right down to kickoff and guys like Austin Eckler and Travis Kelsey, you know, they were, they tested early in the week and it didn't um, you know, they weren't officially ruled out until the day before or the day of the game. And so the best advice, you know, that we kind of gave going into the semifinals and it still holds true for championship week is have backup plans, have handcuffs, you know, prepare for, this is what my starting lineup is going to be. But if any of these guys get COVID, what's my backup plan? And that's how you got you to gotta move forward.
2: Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more on it. And It really sucks this week, too, because I had some of the players that I needed to have, and I made some roster moves because I needed to make some roster moves. And, of course, who was on the waiver wire and who had priority one above me? <laughs> Just shed for those experience. on the. That's right, that shed was, for those on the audio side. <laughs> that was the. Uh, that was the end of my season right there. So yeah, I mean, it was really unfortunate. I mean, we had the. No offense, Gardner. Love you. You drafted really, really damn well. Guy that we were least afraid of all playoffs upset the guy that we were probably second most afraid of. My team got decimated. Absolutely, lost three of my top four players that weren't my quarterback. Um, James Robinson goes down in the first, pl- or the first or second series, whatever. Just a rough week. And, I mean, at the end of the day, what do you do in that situation if you're a fantasy manager? You know you had a really good team. You shake your head and say, it is what it is. There's nothing I could have done. I think I played a nearly flaw- flawless roster. And you got to just take that and tip your hat to who you played. That's two exact-
0: things. two yeah, things. Yeah, go ahead,
1: Chad. Because, just, just again, people that know Kyle and I played in our uh, dynasty league that we're in. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I had trouble, I don't know if the app was finicky or what, didn't you roster Justin Jackson? What happened?
2: So I dropped him, if I'm not mistaken, for Gabe, uh, Who'd I, I forgot who I dropped him for later in the year when I had an injury or something.
1: And you picked up a wide receiver. Yeah. I, cause I remember, you know, when, oh, like
2: I dropped him for Kirk. That's what I did. I dropped him. for uh,
1: Christian Kirk, Who ended up being, you know, pretty viable play the last two weeks for you. But um, yeah, that was kind of the deciding factor yep. was I got to throw in Justin Jackson, which, and Kyle's picked on me about this all year. You know, we go back and forth about depth and how important or not important it is and I have, I have a lot of depth on my team and that makes decision-making very difficult. And I ended up rolling the dice with Justin Jackson over guys like DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin, Saquon Barkley. And I felt sick to my stomach when kickoff happened. And I'm like, I'm really going with a backup running back who also has to share time with Josh, Joshua Kelly and Larry Roundtree. And I was, I was literally like, I think I made a horrible decision and scoring two touchdowns and. I think almost 200 total yards or something outrageous. Um, And that was the deciding factor. And so that's another example for people that are still in these championship games, just grab the guys who could be handcuffs. And most handcuffs are taken, especially if you're in a championship, a lot of those running backs are already off the board, but no, with COVID your team is never healthy. That's how you have to look at it. You might not have the designation of questionable or doubtful, But really everyone is questionable because at any moment on Monday through Saturday, someone could test positive. And so you have to have the backup plans ready.
0: Yeah. And everybody's end of the season might be a little different. It feels as if some of ours are kind of trending in the same direction of lineup was good enough. Just the performances weren't there. Just me personally, I had a team with Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin uh, and Darren Waller, where it's like, okay, None of them played, so I, I'm, all right, that's a good roster. On another side of it, I had lost two of my semifinal matchups, and one team had T. Higgins and the other team had Justin Jackson. We're just like, okay. You know, for a cross-sport comparison here, it's kind of like you have a really good hit in baseball deep into the outfield, and someone makes a diving catch, and you're just like, okay. tip the cap. Thank you very much. You know, in basketball, you play great defense, and someone launches a long three and hits it. All right, man. Like yeah. I had a good D roster was good. I made the right plays. Yep. And that's, that's why fantasy football is always so much fun. And also a lot of times, very, very frustrating when it comes to that
1: on the flip side. And so I was in, uh, I was in Boston this weekend celebrating the holidays with my brother, who also was in this dynasty league. And uh, it's kind of funny for the first, what week are we in? That was week 16. So for the first yeah. 14 weeks of the season, Uh, And my wife can attest to this. I never left the couch from one to 11, like (laughs) only for pee breaks. And I was still watching on my phone. But the last two weeks, because of the holidays, I've been traveling a lot. I had surprised my wife with a puppy, which was a Sunday surprise. So I sacrificed the first round of playoffs. And then this past weekend was obviously the Christmas holiday. And Sunday happened to be the day that uh, my wife and I went and saw my extended family. So, I show up to my grandmother's around kickoff time with Bills Patriots. I'm in New England country and uh, the TV's off. And so I did the, hey, Nana, you're not watching the game? Let me turn that on for you. you know, like, <laughs> and it's so brutal when you're like, you know, my phone is open on the app and I'm kind of like trying to see how people are doing. Um, and I already, forget. oh, so now with my brother. So I'm watching, luckily, the afternoon games and the Sunday night game, I was able to watch without distractions but I'm with my brother clear cut favorite in his matchup against Gardner Royce, my coworker at CBS six, Matthew Stafford. What a horrible time for Matthew Stafford to have probably one of the worst games of his career. Yeah. You really think about it. Three interceptions. I think he was held under 200 yards. Like not, not that Matthew Stafford has been putting up consistent top five QB numbers, but you almost feel guaranteed for 15. You know, with a guy on that offense and Cooper Cup, what he's been doing all year. And then, sadly enough, it's one of those situations, and we're all going to cringe. If he hadn't started a defense, he would have won. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, no. He started the
1: Chargers defense oh, no. against the Houston Texans. Oh, Davis no. Mills ended his season. Negative five points. He lost, if I'm not mistaken, Kyle, by three.
2: Uh Two point eight, yep, and <gasps> and he had the Bills defense. defense on the yep. bench and Indy's defense on the bench, which Matt either one of
1: those defenses, and he
2: he advances to the championship. Which Matt, I'm gonna question why you didn't play the Bills defense. You know they were gonna get probably held under 300 yard or 300 to 350 yards. Maybe they scored a couple. I mean, you're looking at three points at the worst case scenario. Ugh. Yeah,
1: yep. He's, it was he just kept it was so funny. You guys ever seen the movie Anger Management? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like when the guy is listening to the 76ers game and he's in the anger management meeting and Alan Iverson misses a layup and he's like, I'm fine, see, I'm fine, and then he starts shaking with rage. Yeah. That was my brother. He's like, I don't care. It's fine, you know, whatever. I lost season's over, it's fine. And then he just starts shaking his head, <laughs> you know, it's like just <laughs> skewing. That that one mistake cost him his whole – because that was a streamer, you know, and that's that's the risk you run. And obviously anybody who's still playing is is already checking defensive matchups. Maybe you've been doing that for weeks, preparing for a, a potential final run. Um, it's really tough to trust a streaming defense yep. because if the defense – you have to ask yourself, is this defense good? Like, okay, maybe they're playing the Jaguars. Maybe they're playing the Texans. The Jets – But are they actually good enough to beat the bad teams? And so I lean more towards we have a full season of stats and we know the good defenses for the most part. Go with those teams. Go with the guys that you know are actually good. Get pressure on the quarterbacks and force turnovers.
0: And think about that as bad as the Chargers were. There's a chance if you're listening to this. You may have won and pushed yourself to the championship. If you had the Dolphins on a Monday night, yeah. it could be potentially one of the great fantasy football miracle comebacks on Monday night ever. If you had Jalen Waddell and the Dolphins, I mean, we're talking about a potential 40-point comeback. If you had both of those guys on a roster for what they did on Monday against the Saints, I
1: got I got beat in one of my leagues because of the Cowboys defense. That was the one that crushed me with the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, two touchdowns. Yeah. Two touchdowns for that defense and I think it was 25-plus points or whatever. I and mean, that's just a backbreaker right there. And so to give a quick update, because um, I know we have some prop bets going on. I look right on cue. Guys, that's how that. we pay you the big bucks, man. Yes, <laughs> anybody watching on the digital side, guys had that queued up. Um, it's because of our massive production meeting that we go into this and we <laughs> every step of this show. That's right. Yeah. Um, but for a quick recap, if people haven't been listening all season, I did an experiment this year where I did 10 leagues, different formats, salary caps, um, snake drafts, different spots in the draft, different sizes from uh, the smallest league is 10. Biggest one was 14. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, my Tuesdays and Wednesdays are horrible where I'm trying to set waiver wires and see who I got afterwards. But um, do you guys want to guess? Because we have a prop bet on how many championships I'm going to win. If I'm not mistaken, Kyle is three. Above yeah, think- two, so yeah, three or above, and Gaz is below at two. Um, do you want to guess how many of my ten teams have reached the championship?
2: Five.
0: I will I, – You want to over or under? Uh, I, I was going to say I, – Well, I guess the over under would have been four and a half because Kyle went five yep. and I went four, so <laughs> –
1: Kyle on the money. Wow! all know this. I did not tell him, but I am in five championships. The other two that I lost in the semis came down to Monday night. Camara let me down, and then um, I forget. Oh, I guess the other one was that that Cowboys defense is the one that killed me. Um, but yeah, five championships. However, not all of them are going to be decided this week. So if I told you guys, ESPN Ugh. made that boneheaded decision. If you're in a public league, it's a two week playoff, including week. 18. Which I'm I'm okay with two week playoffs. You just can't include the final week of the season. And we've talked about that on previous years, previous podcasts. You just, you have to avoid the final week of the regular season at all costs, because Mm -hmm. if teams, which this year, I think we won't have as much of a problem because not a lot of teams have run away. I'm pretty sure the AFC top seed will be up for grabs. The NFC, the Packers might've locked it up and that would be huge if, The Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams Aaron Jones don't play Um, but I think for the most part week 18 is going to be extremely entertaining
0: Kyle do you agree with that double no week 18 because I think you and I had the same reaction just for the audio side of
2: yeah right one (laughs) one thousand percent I I've done it a couple times and I despise it every time because every single one is that last week and you're sitting there playing a guessing game of, well, what are we doing? Or am I going to be playing, you know, Bob Jones, who just came off the practice squad to see if they need to keep him for next year to put on the practice squad. Like, what the hell are we doing, guys? No, don't, please start, don't do not You start that.
1: scouting the waiver wire, hoping for a Matt Flynn performance. Yeah. backup quarterback who slings it and, you know, makes a name you, for himself.
2: You literally may be able to start Mitch Trubisky, Isaiah McKenzie, Devin Singletary, and get 70 points out of them. Because if the Bills win and, and some things fall away, Josh Allen's gonna be the gonna be on the bench.
0: <laughs> That's right, man. I, I don't like any side of it. Like, even if you did a semifinal matchup and you did a double playoff in week 16 and 17, I'm not even a fan of that either because there's still so many moving parts. And you got to remember what you're doing. Like you're changing the rules of your league for the playoffs. Now, someone could say, well, sports, it happens all the time. You get a best of five and a best of seven in baseball, basketball, not and not football, baseball and basketball, you get that. But that's, again, back to the theme of a few minutes ago. This is why fantasy football is awesome, because you get one week, one crazy matchup, one crazy kick, one crazy kick. Like That's the fun of the playoffs. Even though your team might be so good for months, it feels like a true one-and-done winner-take-all. Anybody has a chance to win it. Hell, there's probably a lot of leagues right now with anywhere between five to the eight seeds could be in championship games if you're an extended playoff. Like you guys mentioned, Garter's team was an underdog. He's in it. That's why in 2021, when you really look at the playoffs, I'm willing to say, and someone have to do this research for me, the lower ranked teams in playoffs, this might be the highest percentage of them ever making a championship because of COVID and everything else.
1: No, that's, that's a very fair point. And a lot of guys, it was worse last week, I think, with guys not delivering, a lot of those star players putting up big duds. But we mentioned already some of the COVID guys that weren't there. I didn't, We haven't even mentioned Dalvin Cook yet. You know, and he's going to be out if I'm not mistaken for the championship as well. He's because he's a an unvaccinated guy who's going to miss two weeks if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, I think that was the biggest thing is that some of these top five ranked players all went out at the same time, and there's a great chance that one or two guys were in those semifinal matchups, yep. and that changes everything. And especially a guy like Travis Kelsey, where there really isn't a handcuff. You know, like you lose Kelsey, eh, you're going to your bench or maybe the waiver wire to add a guy um, with Dalvin Cook. You have Alexander Madison, which was big. If you had Justin Jackson, that was the biggest. Um, but, yeah, I, I think a lot of these teams that have been stacked, um, I will say a lot of my leagues, I'm, I'm currently going to be facing Cooper Cup. And I think uh, that goes back to Kyle said that was his MVP. It's hard to refute it at this point. Even though Jonathan Taylor has gone punch for punch in these playoffs. 100%. Uh, you can make a case for either guy. And that's, and that's great too because nothing sucks more than when someone got you there and they don't deliver. Uh, no one in the world can be mad at Cooper Cup or Jonathan Taylor at this point because they have just every single week for the last two months have delivered and carried you probably to this point. And uh, that's always cool because I hate when guys – have great regular seasons, and then just happen to have a misstep in your fantasy playoffs because uh, that can easily happen. But those guys have been so consistent and uh, put big numbers every week.
2: You I know it's really funny, Chet, now that you you were just mentioning the Jonathan or Cooper Cup thing. I was like, oh, yeah, both of them had a relatively quiet week compared. Cooper Cup, 10 receptions, 109 yards. Jonathan Taylor, 27 carries, 108 yards. Yeah. What the yeah, hell?
1: yeah the, the big thing. It's funny because uh, I was talking about that with my brother, who lost to the Cooper Cup that we mentioned. Um, it was it was honestly a down week for Cup just because he didn't get a touchdown. But those numbers are outrageous, and if you play in a PPR format,
2: yeah, ten football.
1: catches. Oh my goodness, uh, you know that's a game changer. He, he's just such a gamer, man. And every week, I think someone's going to be able to stop him, and, and no one can. He's got such a good repertoire already with Matthew Stafford. He is a route magician. Like, he always shakes a defender. And And it's it's got to infuriate defensive coordinators because you know where they're going. That is who they want to get the ball to in the passing game. And he just shreds you every single week.
2: And the best part about Cup is when you watch him run routes, you're like, how is this guy getting open? He doesn't have quick feet. He is just the biggest. I'm going to make one cut, and I'm going to make you break your ankle somehow.
0: Absolutely. Championship week is here, and we've got a question Ooh. in our Johnstone Supply and Troy mailbag. Thank you for being a part of the Johnstone Supply and Troy mailbag. Our information how you can always write in questions, social media is always open to you, and our info on our Apple and Spotify. So, don't forget, by the way, Spotify, leave a nice rating for us now that Spotify is letting the ratings come out. Appreciate it. And you see it right there the five star ratings, even more appreciated like a great match in professional wrestling. Give us that five star rating. uh Johnstone Supply and Troy, make those changes here in 2022. Goodman Furnaces are now in stock, and as we like to say. My partner, LeVac, says John Goodman's face can be on the side of your furnace if you ask at Johnstone Supply in Troy. Made in America, dependable, efficient, and more. Make that change while the snow is still not hitting upstate New York. Plus, if you need those update on your air filters, maybe you need a ladder to take down those Christmas lights, and you're kind of wobbling that day before, a nest for your home, all the things that keep your home safe, 6th Avenue in Troy is the place for you, and it's Johnstone Supply in Troy. Family-owned and operated business that's been helping people here in the Capital Region for decades. Now they can help you make it a part of your final week in December. Stop over to 6th Avenue. Tell them you heard about it on We Talk Fantasy. Or give them a call today if you've got questions about your home. 518-272-5922. Ask for George. Ask for Tom, Cap James. They want to help you at the end of the month here at December. 518-272-5922. That is Stone Supply in Troy. I like this question and I don't believe we've ever talked about it on this podcast. We may have talked about it in one of our messages over the last years, but I don't know if we've ever addressed it here on. We talk fantasy. And it is something that can happen in a lot of championship matchups. All right. This one comes from Casey. Casey does not like when this happens in fantasy. Okay, guys, I have a time matchup. My mm-hmm. opponent has two players left. He wanted to bench both guys because he held the tiebreaker so again he had two guys going on monday he had kamara and he had the saints defense if he sits both he advances on a tie thinking there's no stat correction kind of could play the covid rules of uh if so-and-so plays i'm gonna start him to kind of cover his own ass what do you guys make if somebody has a lead in a championship game coming up here And they go to Monday night and they're locked in for the victory, benching their players for against good strategy, bad strategy. Either one can start fair or foul benching your players.
2: If you've got a lead in the title game on Monday night. Kyle,
1: Kyle, I'll let you have the floor.
2: I think it's both. I think it's both fair and foul. I mean, I've seen it happen where if you have a lead, if you have a two point lead and all you have left is a defense. What are you going to do? You're going to bench that defense so that you know you're not going to have what happened to the Chargers happen and lose you a fantasy matchup. You are. It's. It. I 100% think that all three of us would do it. I also think it's foul because you're winning by a tiebreaker versus not winning via the points. So um, I definitely – oh, I'm gonna. Get, I, I feel like I'm going to get some hate on this, but I'd probably do the same. I think I would bench them both. Uh, I would eat, eat, take all the crap that I would get, and say I'm going to the championship, knowing, knowing what I got. So, Casey, it's both fair and foul. I hate to tell you, but you're not making the right decision, but you're also not making the wrong decision. So, congratulations on your championship.
1: <laughs> I, I agree with Kyle. Um, would I have the balls to do it? The stack correction would scare the hell out of me. Because yeah. how much would you kick yourself if they gave, you know. An extra sack to the defense you're playing against.
2: Or they gave an incompletion minus point minus 0.1 points. So yeah,
1: exactly. And so I think a thousand percent you take out a defense because that is the most. It's it's not that rare for defenses to put up negative performances, and we've seen some even good defenses have off weeks. Yeah. I would personally, I would roll with Kamara. Um, I think the odds of him fumbling and not playing again would be uh, so unlikely. And then you're protecting yourself from the stat correction. Just give me a couple points of breathing room in case yeah. anything like that does happen. Um, but no, I don't hate it at all, man. Like you have that advantage when you have a Monday night guy. You get you get to play based on the score. And so here's a, here's my follow up though. Um, what do you guys prefer as the tiebreaker scenario? So I know there are different ways you could do it. You could do it based on what your bench scores. I'm pretty sure it could come down to position if I'm not mistaken. What do you guys prefer when it comes to tiebreakers?
2: Um, I am all point total points on the bench. That that is a bigger deal to me uh than just saying like hey you had a better uh scores for during the regular season. You had um the highest scoring player on your bench. No, give me the cumulative score on the bench.
1: Can I can I throw something in there then?
2: No, you can't guys, you're up cuz I know exactly what you're going to throw in there. Wow. What do you want to say? Does does depth matter?
1: Oh, oh, well, we know, it's, we know it does after this weekend. I'm not going to, you know, I feel like you're already hurting. I don't, I don't need to keep bringing that up. Um, even though Josh Palmer did score you a touchdown. But, no, what I'm going to say is then, so anybody out there listening who's in a championship and is hearing this question and, and see, asking themselves what they would do, maybe go check the settings of your league. Because if that is the case, Correct me if I'm wrong, wouldn't it make sense to just right before kickoff pick up the best waiver quarterbacks?
2: Yeah.
1: If there's no tomorrow, there's no next week, and the guys that aren't cracking your starting lineup as backup receivers or handcuffed running backs, you know that this running back is going to play, doesn't have COVID, he's in, why not drop your handcuff running back for, let's say, Justin Fields or let's say – uh, what's his, Trey Lance is start could be starting this week for 49ers. Was that make sense to add yeah. quarterbacks who might bolster your bench points? And yeah, in the event that you happen to tie, which this is why I recommend decimals for anybody who plays with whole points because it's so rare to have a tie when there's decimals. Um, but if it does happen, I want to have the most points on my bench, and if I don't have to worry about next week or dynasty, I'm all in on quarterbacks.
0: Yep, we've been doing this podcast for about three years. This is something I've never known about you guys. This is a a, uh, reveal of tiebreakers in the playoffs. I have never known about your guys' leagues because I I need to find out if more leagues do this the way you guys do because I've been in leagues twice this has happened where teams have tied in the playoffs. And both leagues had different tiebreakers. One tiebreaker is points scored in the regular season. Yep. So that makes it a little bit less random that if your team was better in the regular season. It doesn't even factor in seeding. Because there's a chance of well, just ten and three teams scored less than an eight and five team. Yeah, so the team who scored the best and was consistently the best in the regular season gets the advantage and they move on. I've also been in a league where points against was the tiebreaker. So let's say, for instance, if your team, we'll do this ten and three, eight and five example again. Let's say you're eight and five, but throughout the season you had teams score 250 more points against you than the ten and three team. Your team could technically been 10-3, and and that's your advantage in the postseason. Almost like a combined opponents record thing we see in professional sports. So those are the two tiebreakers I've seen. I've never heard about points on the bench before. Oh, yeah. That
1: is definitely a possible setting. I'm not sure if that's strictly on ESPN because that's the format that Kyle and I have played on the most. Um, But, yeah, any commissioner has that option. Uh, I'm trying to remember what all the options are. I know there are points for is another one for the regular season. Uh, off of your point, guys, I hate points against. I think that's bad because that yep. is there's no control. Points for you have control and a valid argument of hey, I scored a hundred points more than the next guy. That's something you controlled on a weekly basis. The points against not my fault. Players I got I went against sucked or got yep. hurt, or you know, like <laughs> that's not my fault. I shouldn't get penalized. Because teams didn't play well against me, I should be rewarded for my team playing well.
0: That's yeah, ba- yeah, it totally makes sense. It's almost like a, a, I guess I use Cincinnati Bearcats, right? Like, well, I had a bad conference schedule, so now I'm not going to be in the championship. Well, I, that's, that's who was on my schedule. I can't, Correct. I can't change sure. my opponents.
1: Don't make, don't put, turn me into Cincinnati. It's not my fault. Yeah, yeah. people are scared of me and don't want to put up solid lineups. I get it.
0: Back to the benching of potential players and defense and everything else. This is a topic that I think is never going to change for years to come. Like, this is a fun one because of every single year this could be a part. And this is the trash talk. Like, if you're in that game, like Kyle just said, you're going to unload on that person. You coward. You son of a – you're afraid to – like, that's where the ultimate, highest level of fantasy football trash talk should take place. This is like borderline pro wrestling where you're calling the guy out. He's the bad guy. and The good guy wants to go one-on-one in the ring. Oh, it's so good. Uh, with all that being said, I think you should have to play them. Ooh. Right? Like, I, I, you don't have to. Kind of like Kyle's point. Like, you don't have to. You can take a knee at the end of the game. That's yep. fine. But this isn't even like taking a knee. Like, this would be like there's a minute 50 on the clock and be like, no, 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 we're not going to send our players out. Just just hit the button. A Fast forward. Because at least when you're taking a knee, you can have a fumbled snap. The quarterback could fall. There. Like, there is some small percentage. 0.1%. In this, there's zero. Like you've won the game, you're not even taking a knee. But if you're playing regular sports, you lock in your roster. Like you got nine guys, you got eleven guys, you got twenty two guys. It's not like you can just start taking guys off the field. It's really hard to find any other comparison. I'm trying to even think of like a board game, a competition where you can have the lead and just leave the game. Like that's kind of what this is. You're just leaving. Like I don't know. I got a ten point lead. Ooh, I'm just I shutting this one. whole thing down. I
1: got one. Um, do you play Can Jam? Yes, you when you hit twenty one and you have that final throw, you don't even you could even hand it off to your teammate. You don't yeah. want to risk the win taking the frisbee and actually making which has happened. So you say, you know what? Out of no risk, I'm just going to walk this frisbee over to my teammate, and we're going to stay at twenty one because we don't want to risk in this That's case good. going back to fifteen. So I hear what you're saying. It it, it is it would it's dirty. But it's the smart play. Because another example, we talked about defenses going negative. Kyle, what did Melvin Gordon put up this week?
2: What was it, negative 0.4? Point point
1: negative, yeah, negative a half point. That's
2: the difference of your tiebreaker. Like, And Melvin didn't fumble. He no. He fumble at all. Yeah. He
1: just had negative yards, and that's a good rushing offense. And Melvin's been surprisingly consistent. So, like, it's not out of the question that you go into your final game and – Dude, if you have the win, you have the win, man. And if I'm not mistaken, usually stat corrections happen overnight into the morning. Right. So I think it'd be really rare for there to be a stat correction on Tuesday for a Sunday game. You probably already know by kickoff on Monday. Hey, this is how the, you know, I tie, I have the win. So, yeah, I'm doing it, man. There's way too much that goes into getting to a championship. And to blow it on that, dude, if I have the title, if I'm getting the bell, if I'm getting the moolah, Give it to me, baby. I'm not risking it.
0: And speaking about that belt, we're now 31 minutes into this podcast. I'm sure Bryce Zelinski from Made for Philly, it's sports with the ZNT. He's like, seriously? Seriously? 31 minutes? I didn't get mentioned. This is the Godzilla Media Fantasy Football. Bryce, I will text you. Congratulations to Bryce. He is the Godzilla Media inaugural champion. You know what? I think the belt is right here. Give me
2: one second. I'm going to grab it.
0: I have to see it?
2: Oh, no. It'll be mine next year, Bryce. Don't worry. Oh, Look at that. That's so sexy. You can't, you can't.
0: I don't know if you can see it on the. You can That's see the champion, champion right there. Yeah. Oh no. Man, Bryce is getting that belt. You'll probably see it on a future episode here, Sports with a Z and a T, and Made for Philly. So I'm dropping that to, off. is to his. be a,
1: a salty sore loser. I would like to note, Kyle, that because um, God might already know this, I was the highest scoring team of playoff teams this week in Godzilla Media. Didn't matter because I was in third place. So that means in the three playoff weeks. I was the highest scoring team, two of the three, yep. and second highest in the semifinals, and I lost. I had a championship team, it was there, it existed. Gosh darn you, Russell Wilson.
2: Gosh darn, I'll say the same thing for my Dynasty. Gosh darn you, COVID.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: that's that's right. right. Now, some uh, of us are playing for championships,
0: some are not. And whoever has these legendary performances with the names like D'Angelo Williams, Jamal Charles. Hell, Joe Burrow might have already done it for you. Somebody is going to enter that conversation as some of the all-time great fantasy football performances. But before we give you who could be that name that puts those championship teams over the top, we want to tell you about our friend over at Northeastern Insurance, and that is Jared Lozier. We've talked about 2022 and changes on the way. One of these simple ones when you maybe got some time off work is thinking about where can I save some money this upcoming year? Are you paying too much for your insurance? Don't you need somebody that can shop the market for you and find ways in which you can save some dollars for the things that are most important to you? You can do that now. Jared Lozier is going to shop the market for you. Email him today, J-A-R-E-D-L at N-E-Mail.com. J-A-R-E-D-L at N-E-Mail.com. You know as I like to talk about like what you should email him when you say that. Just put Jonathan Taylor, NVP question mark. He's a big Colts yeah. fan. Automatically get his attention. Maybe he'll even give you better rates just because you listen to this podcast. We talk fantasy. J-A-R-E-D-L at NE mail.com. And if you want to call Jared, contact him all different ways. His information right here on Apple Spotify and in our description on our YouTube video, Northeastern Insurance doing their best to find the best prices for you. And Jared will help you be that guy to save for the things that are most important in your life, your home, your business, your car, and more. Jared Lozier, Northeastern Insurance. Are Jared's answers probably already out there of the player that can help you win it all, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., Carson Wentz. You know, all his Colts guys are probably the answers that he wants. Do you guys see potentially – now, it doesn't have to be a big-time name. Maybe it's a flex guy. Hell, it could be a kicker or a defense. Is there going to be somebody out here this week in a matchup that is going to enter that legendary conversation for a potential champion of thank God for so-and-so because he led me to do a championship? One name, two, three. I'll keep the floor open to you guys if there's a name out there.
1: There's a couple, uh, running, backs, couple running backs who were available in the last month. That um, just so happen to not only be delivering, but have matchups that are going to make you salivate. Number one, Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones without Leonard Fournette in the backfield is splitting time a little bit. I know Keyshawn Vaughn played well this past weekend. I'm not sure. Did Geo play?
2: No, Geo's still out. Mm -hmm. So it's just those
1: two. But Ronald Jones gets the Jets and that's going to be in New York. We don't know what the weather will be yet, but if that's a cold or wet game in East Rutherford, it's, you know, the the Buccaneers have to win this game. They should win this game. They should be up early. They're the 32nd rush defense against fantasy running backs. Ronald Jones could have an unbelievably big week. Another guy who has stepped into a starting role later in the season, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny gets the Detroit Lions in Seattle. Another game that could be wet and cold. And Penny, as Gaz knows, with a smirk on his face right now. <laughs>
0: that was one of my picks, Jets. So I love that you have this one. I had Rashad Penny on my list too.
1: Didn't play well against the Rams, but that's a good defense. That's not a surprise. But two of the last three weeks, 135-plus rushing yards in both games, a total of three touchdowns in those two games. Like He has been... Unreal for a, an offense that hasn't been able to run all season with Alex Collins and uh, you know Chris Carson's been out for a while with injury. So those are two guys that I look at where you could have had, you likely had a chance to pick them up on the waiver wire. And now this is where fantasy legends are made because at the beginning of the year, did you think Rashad Penny or Ronald Jones would carry you <laughs> to a championship? Do you have the cojones to start that guy? over potentially other struggling running backs, maybe like a a Josh Jacobs. I doubt you're in the championship with Saquon Barkley, but those are the guys where you're like, can I really start this no name over a big name, a guy that I had a lot of draft capital? You have to go with your gut and play the matchups. And those are two matchups that are really hard to pass up. One final name that I'll throw out there that I'm keeping an eye on at It scares me because I'm scared when guys come off injuries. Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell gets the Houston Texans. But he, if I'm not mistaken, has not played in three weeks. His last game was um, week 13. So are you going to put all your trust in a guy that hasn't played with a bum knee? Like that's the other thing I look at with injuries. What is he coming back from? Is it a hurt shoulder? Is it a pinky? If it's a running back and it's his knee, I get real worried that in soft tissue injuries like hamstrings. I just like you have that horrible feeling that he tries to go out there and the first run of the game, it pops or pulls and you're like, I just got a goose egg. You know, so those are the three guys at running back that I could all see having big games against horrible rushing defenses. Um, but also they could put up duds, you know.
2: I will go. I have I have one wide receiver that I want to mention. But first, I'm going to go with a with a little bit of a creative uh, sprinkle in here. Mason Crosby. Ooh. And I say Mason Crosby. He's going against that Vikings defense that has led up a lot of points. And what is Green Bay going after this week? I believe they are going after home field advantage this week. If they win, they secure home field advantage. Eric Rodgers had a very had a pretty solid game. Um it's in a dome because it's at Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's, it's actually one. in Green Bay. It's in Green Bay. Ooh. So that might Yeah,
1: yeah. I because I've I've had my eye on Crosby as well. Just check the weather. It yep. could be it could be a simple game, it could be a windy snow game. Like, you just gotta watch out for it.
2: Yep. So I but the reason I think Mason might be a really good play, um, especially if the weather's well. Is because don't forget that Minnesota offense is solid. I think we're going to see a lot of points scored, um, and I think you're going to you could look at getting 12 to 15 points out of Mason Crosby. That could secure you secure you a win. The other guy I want to call out, he's probably not. You're not going to be able to probably pick him up. Um, you've probably been on the fence a couple times of starting him, but I think somebody who's going to enter legendary category this week is uh, Jalen Waddle. Um, yes, Jalen Waddle going against that awful. Tennessee secondary Tua has looked better than ever seven game win streak go they are literally fighting and clawing for a playoff spot you gotta give Miami some credit they have looked like a team their offense looked like cheeks yesterday but um Jalen Waddle has been an unreal rookie wide receiver and as Tua continues to come along I love it what is that Waddle baby Waddle baby Waddle baby Waddle (laughs) Hey, I love me some Jalen Waddle this week. I going to like you said, 31st passing defense in terms of fantasy points. Jalen Waddle is going to eat targets this week. I think he's going to put up 25, 30 points and winning a championship. If he's in your, if he's in your wide receiver spot.
0: Hearing that song again, gave me flashbacks of homecoming in high school. <laughs> 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 uh, I love these picks. Rashad Penny. Love it. Jalen Waddle. Love it. Ronald Jones uh some of mine were a little too uh obvious like I think the Ravens Rams game is going to be an absolute shootout so I I wrote down Mark Andrews is going to have a big game wow the number one tight end is going to have a big game but I think it might be the biggest game he may have had so far this season so he's in that conversation for me uh Freeman the running back Devonta Freeman he's been pretty good for Baltimore he's probably helped you along the way uh Odell Odell Beckham Jr. has been talked about constantly on our podcast. My God, if you were – I think all three of us agreed to stay the hell away. If you went the opposite way, you might be in the title game. Odell's been having some decent games. I think two double-digit games in the last five weeks for Odell Beckham Jr. is fine in the end zone. So that whole Ravens-Rams game is huge. Uh, With all that being said, for players, I think one of my favorite matchups of anybody, like the most excited I would get if they had this person in your starting lineup is the Patriots defense. The Patriot defense gets Jacksonville. You're telling me you get Bill Belichick in the defense against Trevor Lawrence, who has thrown one touchdown in the last eight weeks? Is that true? One touchdown the last eight weeks for Trevor Lawrence. Imagine if that, with no head coach, who the hell is coaching the Jags? Why has Trevor Lawrence not been talking about more as a bust? So you're telling me I get Belichick against Jacksonville? This could be a twenty-five to thirty-point performance by the Patriot defense. So, if I had to play anybody or get the most excited, I would pick Patriot defense. Now, you're probably not you're not going to get them on the waiver wires, but hell, if you're in a two QB league or you had the Patriots on your team the entire, that is the team that I think is going to post the most. And was it three years ago when that Patriot defense, the boogeyman, was one of the highest scoring anything in fantasy that year?
1: Another uh, two more. Guys, as I love talking about injured players, but two guys that I'm keeping a really close eye on, Lamar Jackson, which let's just start with that. How do you guys feel? Guys, you just said you think there's going to be a lot of points scored um, in that Ravens game. Lamar hasn't played in two weeks. Do you, if he's a guy on your bench and let's say you're deciding between, I know in one of my leagues I actually got I snuck and got Joe Burrow and that's been obviously massive in his absence um Russell Wilson against Detroit or Lamar Jackson coming off injury against the Rams.
2: Russell as much as it pains me to say you got you have a lower lower extremity injury where Russell or where Lamar probably hasn't been able to run as much. Um I've hated Russell all year not for who he is but just his play, but I think you got to roll the dice with Russell. I I hate playing Lamar coming off of that injury when his legs are his game that opens everything up. I don't love it. And that Rams defense, I think, is still a solid defense.
0: Yeah, I think that's the right answer. I feel like it's Aaron Donald chasing you down. Uh, you know what? No, 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 no. no. You're <laughs> not going to talk me out of this, Kyle. No no, 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 no. You know, like hearing your take, I'm like, wait a second. Is it not going to be? No, no, no. Lamar Jackson's the answer, and here's okay. why Lamar Jackson's the answer because Huntley and Josh Johnson have both been really good the last two weeks, statistically, fantasy-wise. You're in two QB leagues and you found those guys. You probably won. I only had a 30 point game on Yahoo the other day before he contracted COVID. And I think some people are still shocked. Josh Johnson was actually in the league when he played the other week. So because it's going to be high scoring, you're not going to talk beyond if it, Kyle, although you made a good point. Lamar's the answer. Last one for me. Do you have
1: any inklings of playing one DeAndre Swift gets the Seattle defense? which is 31st against fantasy running backs mm-hmm. in Seattle. And again, as someone who stresses over injuries, it's coming off a shoulder. Those legs are going to be fresher than ever. Do you have any hope of starting a Deandre Swift? If he gets the green light
2: before I even say that, if Detroit gives him the green light, they are the dumbest franchise. Yeah, in the- I agree.
1: And that's what scares <laughs> me as well. What's the point?
2: Yeah. So I'm still in the boat. And no, um, because if they do play him, there is no chance in hell you you put him you are putting him on a snap count. You're giving him maybe ten touches, maybe plays twenty plays, and then pull him. I don't think you risk it. Not in championship week if especially if you have Williams or whoever the backup is now, because I think Williams is still hurt. No, I uh, think Williams I'm, is
1: back. Williams is back.
2: Okay. You got
0: to think you've got two better running backs on your roster. So if you want to put Swift in your slot and just wait for the matchups to come through, like the the flex, I should say, I wouldn't do it either. Can't you just find another running back who's going to fall into the end zone and get you like six or eight? I would also stay away from Swift. I love it. I love it, boys. Good luck to everybody playing in the championship. If you're in those punishment brackets, try to avoid that at all costs as well, too. Enjoy it. Championship week is here. The legacies, the
2: trash talk, it
0: all comes down to this weekend.
2: Enjoy it.